Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is, giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, and uh, John Katsimatidis here, and uh, this is a TriCast broadcast out of the WABC. Uh, 77 uh, studios, and we have uh, a full studio today. Uh, we have a com- common sense Democrat, Judge Richard Weinberg, two common sense Republicans. Well, I, I know about one of them at least. Uh, we have Congressman, uh, uh, Congressman Peter King, and the other common sense. There's a little common, common sense, sense here. A little common sense. Little we common have, sense. Uh, former chief of staff to Rudy Giuliani. Uh, we have uh, Tony Carbonetti, and uh, we're going to call him Chief. And uh, Rita Cosby, our, my uh, sidekick, taking place. Uh, uh, Lydia is still in Florida on the beach. She sent me pictures of her oh, on the beach. Oh, lucky her. Lucky and the her. sun was shining, and the beach was beautiful. Maybe she's one of those New Yorkers that's being transplanted to Florida. What do you think? There's a, well, there's I a trend. I mean, it, it, we have... Uh, Charlie Gasparino on with us later, and he's going to talk about all the people moving to Florida. Yeah, that's I, a hot I, I issue. I already had a big uh, uh, story in the New York Post, and uh, I'm looking forward to hear what percentages are gone. Yeah, some scary Who numbers. Else to well, and on top of that, too, also, John, on top of Charlie Gasparino, we also have Bert Flickinger. And of course, Palm Sunday yesterday, we've got Easter coming up. And some of these numbers are huge. How much more and, it's going to cost Flickinger, for the average family? Bert Flickinger is going to tell us how high the price of Oreo cookies are going to go. I know, and and those like the little peeps that people order. It's astounding. The average American, you're going to be blown away, everybody. You definitely got to stay tuned for yeah. the show on this one. And we also have Rob Astorino, um, New York gubernatorial candidate, Westchester County executive, former one. Huge ordeal, big story in the Post about more secret migrant flights coming in the dead of night to Westchester <clears throat> County airports. Right. Unbelievable. As some huge numbers are coming with Title 42. We're going to get to that. Um, and but we are starting. Also, we have Vito Fasella is going to be. Yes, here. exactly. Exactly. We have Vito Fasella. And I love this story, too, Congressman Peter King. He's going to be talking, of course, about uh, the Ferry Hawks and also the first player, first female player. How cool is that? Playing, she's a pitcher, um, and also playing a couple other positions on the Ferry Hawks. First woman with a team tied to the Major League Baseball. Right. How cool is that with Ferry Hawks? That's Kelsey awesome. Whitmore, yeah, Kelsey. Whitmore. What is her name? Yes. Whitmore. Yeah, Kelsey Whitmore. Um, and we're going to try her out and see how many strikeouts she can do. I think she's going to be good. I got a good feeling. I got a good feel. And also, he's going to be talking about what everyone's talking about. Uh, Saturday Night Live. This is Pete Davidson and Colin Jost, and they're going to be having now that ferry with all of entertainment on it. But first, we're going to be talking about the big stories of the day, and who better to join us to talk about that is award-winning and multiple award-winning journalist, mega best-selling author, Bill O'Reilly. Bill, great to have you here on Cats at Night. Thank you very much, Rita. Nice to uh, talk to you again. Um, congrats on your 10 o'clock show. Doing very well. Oh, thank Well, I'm on the best station in the world, so that always helps, Bill. That, yeah. that always helps. It does. It definitely You know, helps. you got to say that because Katsimatidis is there. But, <laughs> I would say it behind his back, too, because it's the truth. <laughs> well, I, I say on Common Sense tonight, my program leading into yours at 9, uh, that WABC is a tremendous media story that really hasn't been told to the American public about where the station was, and then you have this guy come in as businessman, does not know media very well, 
turns it around, and now it's one of the most powerful voices in the country, not just in New York. So I do mention that tonight on on the No Spin uh, broadcast, Common Sense at Nine. Oh, thank you, Bill. Tell us what's the what do you feel emotional about today? You were away for a few days, and and I, I understand you did a lot of thinking, and you uh, you are emotional about some subjects going on right now in New York. Well, I think the major issue for all of us that binds us together is the violence and uh, crime in New York City, and you know that's not one you can sit out. So you see it every day. The New York Post covers it pretty well. They exploit it a little bit. Um, you know, it's going to be crime du jour from now on, and this young person is killed here, and that baby is killed there, but there's no doubt that um, the crime in New York has... And, and who, who's suffering the most from this, Bill? Well, I did some investigating, and I came up with some really interesting stats, and this was off a New York Post editorial on April 1st. Um, so the Legal Aid Society... Don't is, use is, April 1st so easy. You know, <laughs> you got to be careful with that date. That day, um, the the Legal Aid Society is the primary mover for leniency toward criminals, and that's what happened in in uh, Albany and with this insane Nobel Law and other legislation that basically puts the cops on the defensive and allows criminals far more rights than victims. So who are the primary victims? Well, the stats are amazing. And these stats go back to 2019, so it's much worse now in 2022. But 88% of all murder victims in New York City were black or Hispanic. 88%. So when these people are in the state assembly and these people in the state senate are, are voting for bail reform, the people that are suffering are their own people. Eighty percent of felony assaults, let's get punched in the mouth, okay, are black or Hispanic. Sixty-nine percent of rape victims. Now, the rationale behind the defund the police, attack the police, marginalize police, is that the police department is racist, not only in New York, but everywhere in America. That's what drives this. Well, my contention is that the no bail law is racist. Okay? I think that the leniency toward violent criminals is racist because the victims are poor minorities primarily. Would anybody quibble with that? Black Lives Matter would quibble with that, Bill. Okay. These are the people that just bought another $6 million facility in Southern California. But they only buy, them in, they only buy those facilities in white neighborhoods. Why? Well, I, I, look, Less crime. If, if you still are a <laughs> Black Lives Matter uh, supporter, after all of the scandals surrounding how they use the donated money, if you still support them, then you are a blanket moron. I need okay. a list of corporation, corporate CEOs that have approved payments to these guys. John, they all got to check the box during, okay. during that yeah. summer. They well, all got to check we, the box with their little this? woke constituencies. I'll take a full-page ad in the New York Post and put the name of the corporations that surre- surrendered. Surrendered, that's the correct word. Right. Well, surrender is a good word because of the donation. pressure. Right, the pressure that they faced, like it was basically blackmail. Or join us or else. It was the biggest shakedown, right. Bring me the biggest shakedown in our time. It'll be interesting to see if they come back, you guys, and say, listen, we didn't donate X amount. If there's any companies, where's the outcry, to John's point, from those companies? And to- where's the accounting, by the way, for the money, folks? Right. That's my point. If you donated money thinking it was going to Black Lives Matter and you're finding out they're spending $6 million on a mansion, yeah. aren't you going to be upset? Usually all those companies have a purpose and use for the money. You know, when they go to the CEO, we're going to give $5 million to this organization. We're going to buy X, Y, and Z. Where, where are those documents? Yeah. Why have we not heard the outcry, too, from other corporations? It's how about like Major League Baseball caving into Black Lives Matter because of the uh, All-Star game? And yeah, I, I want to go to these same corporations and say we have a new female star in the, in the Staten Island mm-hmm. Ferry Hawks. And if you don't contribute to us, you're anti-feminine. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> 
Let's see the trend. What do you think? What do you think, Bill, of the trend? Well, it's easy to find out who uh, the initial. Uh, we ran it down a few times. I don't have the list in front of me, and I don't want to make any mistakes. A lot of the uh, Silicon Valley companies poured mm-hmm. a lot of mil- money in there. The total in the amount of money after George Floyd uh, died was about ninety million dollars, going to the Black Lives Matter National Foundation. All right, global they call it the Global Foundation. And um, the president had to resign because she bought three homes, not one, three with the money. Then they bought a big mansion up in Canada outside of Toronto. And now this latest $6 million purchase, which no one would have known about um, until New York Magazine ferreted it out of all people. New York Magazine is about the most far left uh, thing you could find, but they actually ferreted it out because they bought it under an LLC in Delaware. So that people wouldn't know that the donated money to Black Lives Matter went to this $6 million property. And now they're saying, oh, we're going to use it for creative endeavors. Okay, fine. So, look, again, our job here on WABC Radio is to tell the truth backed up by facts. That's what we do. And that sets us apart from most of the other media organizations that aren't interested in the truth. They're interested in peddling an ideology in order to make money. And um, Bill, also California is investigating Black Lives Matter, too. I mean, these are their states that are actually yeah, looking they into suspended, them. The state of California suspended the Black Lives Matter nonprofit, but they have not filed the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation in the last two years with the IRS because they don't want people to know how they are spending the money. So they've got lawyers, they've got loopholes. But again, this is basically an um, exposition to tell people on that side of the spectrum that the police are there to help the poor. And if you don't believe it, just look at the crime stats. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I've had enough. I mean, I'm glad that I can expose this, but I feel terrible for the people trapped in these neighborhoods. And they are trapped. And they are at Bill, fear every time they leave their house. Yeah, it's, it's never the people that live in high crime neighborhoods that tell you they don't want the police. It's the people that live in the nicer neighborhoods that think they know better than the but people you know that live the in the neighborhoods. you know what the election of duty is here? The clergy. Because they can be the voice of these people. And I haven't seen anybody in New York City stand up, organize a rally, get out in the media, tell people really what's happening in these violent neighborhoods. And every violent neighborhood has plenty of clergy, including Catholics. Where are you people? And yeah, by the way, do you, know, do you know the latest gambit that's being talked about right now up in Albany in the State Assembly and the State Senate? They want to make statewide the abolition of qualified immunity for police officers. The same ridiculousness they that was passed by the city so council. The average person and you have to explain what that is. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. That means exactly. if you're a criminal and you're arrested by somebody, that you can sue them personally, exactly. okay? That you can try to destroy their lives personally. Um, and you know how the lawsuit game works now? you got these lawyers trolling all over the place, allegations, suit hoping for a settlement, whatever they do, this is what they want the police to endure. Well, the bottom line is you're not going to have a police force if that passes. But nobody will sign up because the 80K you make will not cover your legal bills. Even though the unions will help you, they're going to sue you personally. In Santa Monica, California, they can't hire police officers anymore. Because everyone knows Santa Monica will not enforce the law. So nobody is coming to work in the police agencies. And just today, the mayor of Santa Monica, which used to be a nice beachfront community, said we cannot enforce the law because we don't have enough individuals who will sign up. Because when they do, they know no matter what arrest they make, it's going to be thrown out. And so there you go. Anarchy with a capital A. Wow. Terrible. Hey, you know, Bill, I want to ask you also, I'm sure you were watching President Biden not too long ago was talking about ghost guns. That was his big announcement today. And yet, you know, it was so interesting, Bill. I was <coughs> listening to him 
and it was going again, sort of going after the gun manufacturers doing all that. I was waiting for him to say not just gun control, but thug control. It's like they keep missing these elements even on the federal level. Excellent point, Rita. If the federal government really wanted to control gun violence, if they really wanted to do it, they would make all gun crimes federal crimes, just like kidnapping is a federal crime. So if you were caught with a gun in the commission of a crime or a ghost gun on your person, that is a federal offense with minimum jail sentences attached, which means you go to the federal penitentiary. You take it out of the state and locals. You put it into the federal system. So if you rob a bodega and you're convicted, of course, we give due process, and you have a gun, instead of the robbery conviction, which is usually probation, you get a mandatory five years in the penitentiary. So that's how you attack gun crime. But I agree with Biden on the ghost guns. The ghost guns are guns, firearms that people make in their homes. Okay, and they're, they make them for one purpose only, to sell them to criminals. That's the ghost gun market. So if you're doing that, you should go to prison. Yep. Because you don't know where that gun's going to go and how it's going to be used. So you should serve time for that. But Biden's never going to point the fingers at the criminals themselves because that goes against the progressive orthodoxy, which he, Joe Biden, adores. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't go after that second element. It's like it's like, uh, you know, there's such a huge missing piece. And he, what about repeat offenders? And, and yet we're hearing all this about qualified immunity. It's, it is so stilted. It is so political, Bill, yeah, the one way to as get opposed co- to caring about people. I- yeah, the one way to get guns off the street is let the cops do their job. That's that. Listen, when, when, when Giuliani came in, there were two million illegal guns in New York, and he reduced crime C- by seventy percent. Congressman, here are the great numbers during the Giuliani administration. If you were caught with an illegal handgun, there was a ninety-four percent chance you served jail time. Today, it's sixteen percent. Oh, it's plus one six. It's less. It's less. Uh, the, the, well, commissioner, the commissioner stat. was on. The commissioner. And what's that now? The commissioner was here, and she says 6,600 people were arrested. 6,600 people were given disappearance tickets, and only 200 of the 6,600 showed up in court. Wow. Wow. It's getting worse by the day. That's a joke. That's terrible. But there's no no deterrent to carrying a handgun. None. No, and I hope people start to rebel against this because the reason the progressives are in power is and because of the poor people. They keep voting for them. 97%. It's not people where I live in Nassau and Suffolk counties, they're, they're, not, they're voting Republican now. All right? They're voting for the, you know, the law and order candidate. It's the poor people who continue to vote for these progressives who put them in abject danger. And the only way that's going to stop is if the clergy get out there and say, hey, we demand it stop. And if they would do that, then it would turn around. But they Bill, all, will they talk, all they talk about is social justice. Yes, but there's means. another problem there, Bill, and we'll talk about it privately one time. All right. Don't I mean, forget, I'm always, the O-R-R. I always want information. What's ORR stand for? Uh, Absolutely. Organization, organization of Refugee Resettlement. Resettlements. That's a federal agency that distributes hundreds of millions of dollars to religious institutions, no names mentioned, to resettle these people. So we have Rob Astorino coming on right after you. He's got uh, airplanes landing in Westchester Airport. They're taken out, and religious institutions are taking them to settle them someplace. Right. They're getting big funds, big money. Okay. So don't, don't expect them to come to the rescue but that's a great point. I wish they would. <laughs> um, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Great having you here on the show. We love having you on. The great award-winning uh, reporter and best. host and awesome best-selling author. Bill, we love having you here on Cats at Night. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, you'll See be you on soon. tonight. Wait, wait. I'm going to be listening to you tonight between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock on WABCradio.com, O'Reilly.com, and uh, I'm 770 on your dial. 
And right after you, I'm going to listen to Rita Cosby at 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Thank you. I have the best lead in Bill O'Reilly. So, Bill, thank you. Always great to have you here with us. Thanks, guys. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. And now, John, as you were just talking about, Rob Astorino, stunning news um, that it looks like another secret migrant flight coming in the dead of night into Westchester County Airport. And joining us now is Rob Astorino, the former New York County executive for Westchester County, also current New York gubernatorial candidate. Um, Rob, tell us what happened this weekend. This is stunning. Well, hey, Rita and John, how are you? And, John, you forgot to mention, then you watch, uh, you listen to Frank Marino on the overnight. You never said Frank Marino. No, no, first yeah. Dominic Carter from 12 oh, to 1. At midnight. That's and right. then at 1 o'clock in the morning, if you want to find Frank out Marano, where the UFOs yep. are landing, <laughs> you, 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 you listen to Frank Morano on the other side of midnight, and you'll see where all the UFOs are landing. Westchester, and, and you get current yeah. reports. I'll, I'll confirm they're not at Westchester County Airport, but I can <laughs> confirm that these flights are coming from the southern border, thanks to the Biden administration. They started them up again. You know, we talked about this a couple months ago when I broke it last August, and then we had the police body camera footage from uh, Westchester where they were, you know, they were talking to these uh, government uh, agencies and contractors, and they were saying they did it in the dead of night so nobody would find out. Of course, we found out, and we didn't get any answers to our questions, like who's coming in, have they been vetted, you know, a criminal background check, COVID, where, if it's not kids, are they going? And if it is kids, and some of them are, where are they being placed? And I can tell you, in my school district in Westchester, just my little school district, we've had 20 new kids this year come in, none of whom speak English, all of whom need services. You multiply that around the area of Westchester, Long Island, and other parts, and you're talking about a, an exponential amount of kids coming in. So this, this whole thing stopped after we blew it up and then the New York Post blew it up um, in January, but then... It restarted again, and now these flights are coming in. And, you know, I followed the flight. I got a tip on Sunday night, so I actually went to the airport, and I followed one of the buses, and it went up to northern Westchester, and it dropped off uh, these, you know, I would say 12 to 17, 18-year-old boys uh, at a particular school. So it is happening. It is getting worse. And not one question from the public has been answered. And I wrote a letter February 1st to President Biden in the White House, and I've gotten zilch as a reply. And Title 22 term. being rescinded, Rob, is going to make it even worse. That Title 42. Yes, it, Wait, yes, it that will. That Title 42. Title 42. Rob, yes. it's Tony Carbonetti. You, you said that the bus had just teenagers on it, no adults? Well, there were three buses. Okay. Uh, two buses left the airport and went south on 684. I don't know where they were going. I don't know who was on it. The one bus I followed went north on 684 and happened to go up to Somers. That bus had, for the most part, kids, you know, older kids, not little kids with backpacks. These are older boys. Uh, I have seen in the past a bus drop off adults at a Costco Portchester spot. So, you know, the lies that have been told by the Biden administration are just numerous because they won't answer the most basic questions about who is coming in. You know, this whole thing is, is twisted and turned, just like every word in the English language these days. These are not refugees, okay? They're not. These are people who are coming over the border illegally. They're not even migrants. Migrants, generally speaking, are seasonal workers. These are people coming over the border illegally they know exactly what to say because they're told, you know, claim you're persecuted or you're, you're a refugee. And then they basically get an appearance ticket and then they get a phone courtesy of the federal government, you and me. And then they get everything else, including placements in schools, housing. In New York, Governor Hochul, who has completely turned a blind eye to this, is actually encouraging people to come because in the budget, there's over two billion dollars for illegal immigrants uh, for all sorts of programs. $2 billion? <clears throat> yeah. And, and what agency Bill. acts as a well, caretaker? Why is everybody mad about the Buffalo Bills for a billion <laughs> when we're giving away $2 billion to illegal 
refugees. And New York gets, they get an extra perk out of New York, too, right? right? Overall, Rob, there's a plus. This is handled by the Office of Refugee Resettlement. And as Rob said, these are not refugees. Correct. They're not. And, and you know, these are not people who are in a war-torn area that, um, you know, they're flooding across the first country they can get to. Uh, you know, what President Trump tried to do, and rightfully so, was under international law and our definitions of this, you know, it, you have to remain in, in the nearest country. You, you get over safely, and then that country needs to help you. All, all I know is we're mad as hell and we can't take it anymore because it's, it's getting ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. And Absolutely. I really feel like that. Oh, it's, and by the way, I was hearing I think this the morning. people feel like that. Well, and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, by the way, of Texas, this is an astounding number. I don't know if you heard this, uh, Rob, too, but um, what they were saying, John, was that he's predicting that 20% of the American population will be illegal immigrants by the end of Biden's first term of 2024. That is illegal immigrants, one in five Americans, uh, as a result of Title 42. That's what they're trying not to do. Not only that. They're trying to break our country. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's astounding. No, we got to take a break, though. Yep. Yeah, real not quick. That, real they're going to be Rob. paid for by the U.S. government. We're going to be paying for everything while they get here. Yeah. Wow. And Rob for, and for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Wow. Right. Huge amount of money. Rob Astorino, thank you very much. Stay on it for us and let us know, too, please. And right Here after that, will. Uh, we have... Uh, We've got Charlie Gasparino coming up. To and find out what the heck is going on. The market's down another 400 points today. Big And inflation, new numbers coming out, and they're not going to be pretty. Everybody stay tuned to Cats at Night here on 77 WABC and the TriCast 970 and WLIR. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. And we are continuing now with Cats at Night, Rita Cosby, being a, a fun sidekick to John Katsimatidis. We have our in our studio, by the way, a great, great panel tonight. Uh, we have former New York Congressman Peter King, of course, the great judge Richard Weinberg, and former Giuliani Chief of Staff, Tony Carbonetti, who's got two great daughters, too, as well. We'll get to Something that. nice to say. Yeah, yes. yeah, we can say a lot of nice things about no, all can't. of you no, guys. No, you can't. Oh, <laughs> we can. We love you guys all. And, of course, we're talking about economy and inflation. And sadly, as you were just talking about, John, before the break, so many people also leaving from New York, going to Florida, going elsewhere. And our next guest, the great Charlie Gasparino of Fox Business, wrote a really powerful story about the flight of what's happening and current inflation. Charlie, what's going on? How you doing, John? How Good. you doing, Rita? Good to have you here, Charlie. Thanks. I, I, you know, the, the point of the column, uh, just to be clear, is I mean, it's kind of an old story that people are leaving the state. I mean, it's, we, we keep updating it because they keep leaving, obviously. Right. So it makes it a new story. <laughs> but, you know, the politicians in, in Albany, um, you know, Robert, M- M- whatever, I, I, I don't know if I could say his name right, the, uh, the budget director for New York State, Mojica, Mojica, um, you know, people in City Hall, they keep trying to spin it on as a nothing burger. But now, and, and that, you know, not everybody's really leaving. Those numbers are suspect. But now it's coming out in, in, in prices of municipal debt. And to be real clear here, municipal bonds are bought essentially as a tax haven for New, you know, and New York City and New York State sell a ton of it. It helps paper over all the deficits and all the all the crummy stuff they spend money on. Uh, there's not a a ton of people that just that buy this stuff. If you're in lower income brackets, it makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it really makes sense if you're part of the rich. We need rich. That's why one another reason why we need rich people to stay in New York City and New York State, because not only do they pay most of the taxes, they also finance our deficit by buying these bonds. They, to get that, it makes economic sense for them to accept the lower returns because they get a tax benefit based on you know on their on their salary. They need to do that and their income. So um, what we're seeing now is 
of prices of municipal bonds from New York City and New York State starting to go down and, and go down compared to other places like Florida, where people are moving to. It's a fascinating sort of thing. And if it keeps going, it's it's one of the reasons you, you go into bankruptcy eventually. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow. It's not. But one reason it's going to happen, it could keep, it could happen. And, you know, over the next 10, five, 10 years, maybe more like five years, is it when you don't have people buying your debt. That's what happened in the 1970s, by the way. Bottom, bottom line, just to keep it simple for all our listeners, is... When all these people are moving out, the people that are moving out are the middle class and the uh, and the wealthy because they can afford to move out and they right. go down to Florida, and we're replacing them with refugees from Central America that we have instead of, of collecting taxes, we're paying them to come to New York. Uh, and uh, Bill O'Reilly, I think, just said. Two billion dollars in the budget, too. Or Tony, you said no, no. But that's right. And and John, like you just said, we're replacing the high end. And Charlie, there's something else I want you to add to your to the next time you do the math. Take a guy like Carl Icahn. The city right. he's budget. Down there. He's the, down in Florida. Yeah, he's moved down to Florida. The city budget office can tell you how much he paid in city taxes. They can tell you the state taxes. What they don't figure out is how much he gave away. Oh, he built Icon Stadium. Or Ken Langone. Or Ken Langone. Or, or all these other guys. All these and guys and that women. are great so I will say this, though, about the, the immigrant issue. Um, and, you know, many, many of our immigrants are incredibly hardworking. I, I don't want to. Oh, yes, know, yes. You know that, John. And, but, and, but, you know, but we said, I, I didn't hear what O'Reilly said Charlie, about, about Tom, that. But, but my pro, is, we are pro-immigration, right. but we need checks and balances. No, I agree. And there, the, the issue is there are. It's not even immigrants we're talking about. There are a lot of poor people in this city. There are a lot. They, this city is a massive, is a is a pretty big welfare state, and the state um, is a pretty big welfare state. Uh, it, it the the numbers worked for so long because of certain things. Uh, in the, you know, for years we had you could for rich people who financed this welfare state. They could deduct some of it from their state and local, a lot of it from their state and local taxes. Hey, Charlie, if I could just interrupt you on that, this is Pete King. Also, yeah. that, uh, uh, you've got places like Long Island, Nassau, Suffolk, it's middle-income families, yes. that was a central part. And also, I supported that in Congress and fought against Trump on this because the rest of the country gets subsidized and everything. We got we were getting like yeah. eighty cents back in the dollar in North Carolina was getting mm-hmm. like a dollar fifty or something. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. You know, that's a separate. We we could debate the salt deduction another time if you want. But I'm giving you all the reasons why it's less sort of appealing to live here. You can't deduct your state and local taxes. You got in New York City is is is, is let's, let's face it, it is a war zone in certain places. Right. I was waiting for you to talk Literally. about crime. Charlie, my mother was born, raised, and will die in New York City. Yeah. I told my wife once my youngest daughter goes to college. I'm moving out. I'm it, done. It's a war zone where kids, this yeah. poor kid gets shot with a stray bullet in the Bronx. I mean, it was just. Oh, like, yeah. Overall crime, 37%. 37%. And by the way, it's all over up. the place. You can walk around Manhattan, I get homeless guys screaming at me. I mean, so you take, take, down, take away the quality of life, you add in the much higher taxes, you add in massive amounts of crime, you add in a political class that is totally. Totally, you know, ignorant of these of these issues. You know, you listen to Governor Hochul, or you listen even to Eric Adams speak. They 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 seem like they they don't know what's going on right in front of them. And I would say more about Hochul than Adams. Adams actually talks a good game. It's the action that he doesn't. Well, I, I like what he's doing with the homeless on. right now. He, he's absolutely right. It is not humane to let people well, sleep that's on true the street. Too. That's, that's, I mean, listen, they we have the money. They, they were right, but sadly, a very few actually took advantage of the services. Uh, you got to keep going, Adam. Right. At least he's trying. Homeless advocates were up in arms because Eric Adams did something smart. There were a bunch of homeless people living under the Williamsburg, uh, the, the, I guess the, the, Brook, uh, the Brooklyn Expressway. Um, we're, we're in Williamsburg. What is the, what is the main road? I, I should know this because my wife grew up over there in Williamsburg. But they were living under the underpass over there. And um, they were shooting drugs. This is a neighborhood with kids in it. It was disgusting. And somehow the, the homeless advocates think – that is more appealing and better for the homeless than moving them out. Because to they're getting shelter. paid for these guys. Right. All they have to do is check in once a day, well, and those homeless advocates well, get paid. If you throw everything I talk to into a mix, there are people, and, and even more so now with technology, you can work 
in Florida more seamlessly than ever before. You could come up to New York and get our get you know we have good health care up here. One thing we do have we have you know I, I always say this it's called Langone Medical because Center. people like Ken Langone <laughs> raised private <laughs> money could, and they made New York Hospital New, uh, NYU Hospital one of the best in the country. Yeah, but you could still use our hospitals even if you're domiciled down in Florida. So <laughs> I mean think about what they've done. They've and by the way there's not that many people that pay the bills here. And you've seen it in the municipal bond prices. By the way, if we can't sell municipal debt, New York City and state are done. That's what happened in the 70s. Absolutely. You had had banks boycotting the debt because banks and insurance companies back then, boycotting debt, but mainly banks, because they weren't sure what what was on the books of New York City, and we had a massive financial crisis that brought the city to its knees. Wow, Charlie Gasparino. By the way, um, before we go, um, Pete and Judge, I want you to repeat what you were talking about before the show, that on the, on the moving vans that you're oh, talking about, this is Charlie, stunning. you got to hear this, Charlie. Charlie, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. Pete and I did a show together, and one of the things that came out was 70%, this is Long Island now we were talking about, 70% of the moving vans that went into Long Island were there for the purpose of moving people out of Long Island. <laughs> And, and that's stunning, Charlie. And, that's, and, that's, and what's amazing about it, and this is the same time that people are fleeing New York City because of COVID, and Long Island is supposed to be the sca- I great I read escape I one out. of the Long Island po- politicians saying that how people are actually moving to Long Island. Back they are in- from Manhattan. Oh, you back up? Uh, actually, you know, they were definitely moving out of Manhattan to Long Island, but people on Long Island are moving out to Florida. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not a good scene if uh, – if you're just you know replacing those leaving, you know you, you want obviously you want population growth, not stagnation. Absolutely, isn't that nice? Well, Charlie Gasparino, great having you here on a Cats and Night. Um, really powerful column, and thanks so much for all you do to give us common sense and also to let people know the real numbers of what's happening. Charlie, what's the inflation number tomorrow? What's your guess? Oh, I don't know. High. High. <laughs> <laughs> Above eight percent? What do you think yeah, they're saying? Eight point four. Eight percent. But isn't it transitory, it, by the way? I thought it was transitory. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, here's the <laughs> Don't thing. use fancy words. I know it's Putin's fault. Yeah, that's Putin's fault. That's right. You know, in some ways, you definitely want the ruling class, to, the turnover in the ruling class right now. But you don't want it at the at the expense of poor and working class people, which inflation is a tax on them. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you, one, one last thing so everybody understands what's going to happen. If... Uh, Schumer is not in a place to deliver money after November because you have a change in Congress. New York is in deep, deep. I'm not well, going to say that four-letter word. We're not going to get the money that, that we got right. in the past, that's for sure. Yeah, I hope they didn't put it into the budget that's coming soon. Well, thank you, Charlie, and we'll talk again soon. All right, you got it, John. Talk thank to you soon. Bye. All Let's right. take a break, and and after this, we're going to talk about. Charlie was talking about all the money and inflation. <clears throat> well, guess what? It is hitting the average family come Easter, That's and we're going to be talking to. It's going to be Bert these Flickinger. numbers. Yeah, Bert Flickinger with some huge numbers on what it's going to cost you this Easter for clothes, even Easter eggs. All of that. Stay peeps. tuned, everybody. The peeps, as uh, uh, Tony was just talking about that, and much more on Cats at Night. Everybody, stay tuned. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the news and talk station of New York with John Katsimatidis. Tell us what's going on. Real New York 77 WABC. We're back. And And by the way, and and Rita Cosby here with John Katsimatidis, a great John Katsimatidis. As we're continuing Cats at Night, um, we were just talking with Charlie Gasparino of Fox about inflation and the prices. It's going to hit every family because Palm Sunday was, of course, yesterday. And now we've got Easter Easter. coming up. The numbers are huge. Bert Flickinger with Strategic Resource Group. Bert, you had some stunning numbers. Um, we were watching you on Fox, and oh my gosh, the numbers that it's going to cost the average family. Tell us about it because everybody's listening. This is a huge <clears throat> amount with chocolate. It comes down to the wicker basket, the clothes you might wear for the holiday. Give us the lowdown. 
Rita, Easter candy up 50%, Easter eggs up 100%, uh, cost of living, gas, groceries, and uh, home heating going from 5000 a year for a family last year to 9000 this year. The inflation number tomorrow will be close to 9%. It'll be 10000 by the end of the year for social dresses and suits uh, for young children going to first communion, christenings, uh, Easter. Parents won't be able to afford uh, uh, dresses, clothes, shoes for them. And what's worse, uh, Rita and John, is people won't be able to afford to get married, won't be able to afford to have children. Uh, so as Maria Bartiromo reported today, it's National Pet Day, and the only population that's going up in America is rescue puppies and kitties because the birth rate is going down for the first time since the 1930s. Well, with the prices going up in Easter, don't you think people are, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! What do you think, Bart? 10-4, it's like the legendary blues singer Howlin' Wolf recorded in his first chess single. How many more years? This can't continue. Poor people can't afford it. Mm. People on fixed and limited income, uh, working people, people mid, middle to uh, middle upper income can't afford it. Even with a 21% increase in food stamps in October, Rita and John, that's more than been eclipsed uh, by inflation with food prices up 40% stacked over two years and going even higher because of higher fertilizer uh, price, prices and all kinds of input crisis. So uh, people can't get groceries and heat, heat their homes, and they're not going to be able to afford to send their kids to school beyond high school. And, and Bert, what the Democrats will do is they will come up with programs <clears throat> to assist with heating prices, to assist with food food prices. Instead of trying to figure out how to lower the cost of those goods, they're going to try to give people money to pay for these higher costs. Yeah. That's what always they'll happens. Give, they'll give them a few extra that's, food stamps. And right. That's what always well, happens. Well, look what they Let's did. not solve the problem, okay, of bringing costs down. Let's just give away more money. Well, look right. what they do with the, uh, the gas tax starting in June in New York State. Yes, so they're so. going to give you 17 cents off the gas. Well, who makes up for the deficit in the revenues for New York? And who's going to build the tunnels and the bridges and the highways? How about we solve the problem? Bring down the Judge, gas costs. You're cost. completely correct. And with, with rising prices, the difference between this time and the, the Johnson-McNamara-Carter increases of the 1970s, at least the prices came back down. The brand manufacturers, and, and to your point, with the idiocr- institutional idiocracy between government and, and corporate leaders who lining their pockets, paying themselves $50 million a year per CEO, they're going to continue to increase prices even after input crisis start to moderate by 2025. So the poor people and the people, even with subsidies to the important points just referenced, aren't going to see prices go down. They're going to see prices go up for the, for the next 1,000 to 1,500 days. Wow. And everybody, we're talking to Bert Flickinger, who is with Strategic Resource Groups. Go ahead, John. Sorry. He's one of the consumer experts. and uh, Yeah. Uh, he works Big closely time. with consumer magazines, I heard. Uh, and I understand really Nabisco, yes. uh, my people at Gristini's, uh, Joe Parisi, told me that Nabisco is a announcing another 8% increase. There goes the price of Oreos. There yeah. goes the price of Chips Ahoy again. Well, Wait, Chips not Ahoy. Oreos. Chips Ahoy, 9.5% increase. Wow. Now, if yeah, you invest in extra airport. Chips Ahoy, where else can you get an investment of 9.5% <laughs> in the next 60 days? Wow. I was always hearing, where is that, like, where they're talking about less cookies, right? Too. Isn't that like one of the things, too, the thing about putting less cookies in it, John, too? Isn't that the... That's Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble, okay. Go ahead, Bert. My, my alma mater, price gouging like, like crazy at T&G. And, John, to your important point, uh, for Nabisco cookies, for a 16-ounce equivalent package, you're selling uh, some cuts of steak for less than what Nabisco is charging for 14 ounces of cookies. Campbell's, wow. 7.9% announced increase, and that includes Pepperidge Farm cookies, Pepperidge Farm bread, Stella Doro, uh, Cape Cod, and uh, Schneider's. See, Schneider's. Keebler still has the elves making the cookies, so they didn't go up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you key- believe that, Tony? You believe that, Tony? They make a living wage. Wait, 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 some other items effective, I believe, in April or May. Yep. And Campbell's, and, too. And John, Campbell's as you referenced well in earlier Cats at Night broadcast, 
That's the third Frito price increase in nine months. Wow. How are you supposed to watch football? Well, they got to make the profits. <laughs> right. Or they put less. Like I was saying, some of it was at nachos. There's a bag small. Yes. Right, yeah, nachos. I was seeing a story the other day, uh, and it, what was it, like three or four less, Bert? <clears throat> what, what was it? Like three or four less chips in the bag, and that's how they make yeah. up for it. Yeah, yes, and, and um, consumers uh, can't afford branded products, so they're going to do themselves in. In the U.S., it's going to be 60% private label. And I refuse to um, buy a Brand X uh, Chips Ahoy. <laughs> uh, President's Choice coming out of Canada is, is rated by Consumer Reports as uh, better than any Nabisco uh, cookie in President's Choice in Canada. Bert, it's, we have one minute left. Give us all you got in one minute. In, in, in one minute, John, a crisis of unprecedented proportions. The worst inflation we've seen is in 70 years. Uh, people can't afford to clothe and educate their kids. They can't afford to feed their kids. They can't afford uh, to, to get uh, to and from work. And for the first time in our studies in 70 years, all 12 monthly expenditure areas for consumers are going up simultaneously. First time in, near, in modern U.S. economic history. It's just a catastrophe of unprecedented proportions. And the consumers get caught in a vice and squeezed, squeezed literally to death. Bert Flickinger, thank you. And economically. Bert Flickinger, thank you for telling the consumers the true story and, and what the heck is going on. And we'll talk to you again real soon. And I always appreciate teaming up. Thank you. And up next, up next, there's lots of things, lots of things happening in Staten Island. And we have the uh, Staten Island Borough President, a friend of all of ours. Uh, we have... Uh, a borough president, Peter Kingsgrove, your friend too. Right, Vito Fisella. He and I served in Congress. And I am upset, though, about the thought that Vito's threatening to sing karaoke. I mean, that's going to keep everybody away from Saturday. Only Island. once a month, he said. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. But that one day is going to be tough. Right. It'd, it'd be smarter to bring in Kim Kardashian rather than him sing karaoke. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back with Vito Fisella. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Cats at Night with John Katsimatidis. And you're a classic example of the people who built this country. On 77 WABC. And welcome back to Cats at Night. Rita Cosby here joining the great John Katsimatidis. And still with us in studio, Judge Richard Weinberg, Congressman Peter King, and also Tarney Carbonetti. And we're talking... Listen, I may leave before Vito comes on. I don't I know. Do we need earplugs? Is that it? He's singing once a month. That's that's the new trend, right? And joining us is our friend of the show, uh, the great Vito Fasella, of course, Staten Island Borough President. Vito, great to have you here with all of us. It sounds great, and I was waiting. I thought I heard Peter say he was going to leave before I got on, and I was just wondering if he was able to leave. <laughs> no, we can't. We locked the door. We lo- I locked the door. All right. You locked the door. Oh, my goodness. God help us. God help us. So, yeah, you've got some big stuff coming on in Staten Island. Share it with us because there's, there's a good rivalry between Long Island and Staten Island going on now. Well, as Peter knows better than anybody, there's only one real island, and it's Staten Island. <laughs> Uh, but what's happening now, it's great to be with you. You're right. There are a lot of exciting things happening. As we speak, I'm actually looking out the window here in, in downtown St. George and looking at the ballpark that uh, our good friend John Casamitidis is doing some wonderful stuff with the new Ferry Hawks, the team. There's a lot of excitement circled around that. And I'm watching the Staten Island Ferry cruise to downtown Manhattan. And uh, the discussion lately is about where to berth the ferry boat that Colin Jost and Peter Davidson and another investor uh, purchased that will be a, sort of a nice club, restaurant, whatever they ultimately uh, come up with, but it will be a great entertainment venue. And we think the appropriate place is, for Stat- is to be placed in Staten Island. You know, Colin and Peter were very proud of, uh, born and raised in Staten Island, and really have done some wonderful things. And as everybody knows, the Staten Island Ferry is synonymous with, with Staten Island. So where, what better place than to have it put, say, in and around where the stadium may be, where people can come from all over the world and visit. So that's what we're doing. And we have some folks from Long Island who are raising a little stink about it. But we believe Staten Island is the right island and Long Island is the wrong island for the boat. Vito, in all seriousness, uh, is, is that going to be the boat that you got to uh, say this? Vito was in Congress less than a month. 
and Congress appropriated a ferry. I'm still waiting for a park bench on Long Island. I'm waiting for a garbage can. Wait a minute. Well, well, to be honest, Peter, we actually got three ferry boats. Oh, what a show off. What, and by the way, and, uh, to your point, Vito, it's called the Staten Island Ferry. Right. So in so fairness, come on. Right. No, I mean, how can Staten Island Ferry be anywhere else but Staten Island? Easter I Sunday's on a Tuesday I, this year. It, it, it's, yeah, right. Seriously, why are we yeah. debating this? Yeah, right. It's, it's something that we, we have to stand up and fight. I was mentioning that, um, that Peter made a movie, The King of Staten Island, and he did not name it The King of Brookhaven, right? So... <laughs> We, we are You're talking about Pete Davidson, not me. I never claimed to be the king of uh, Staten Island. You're talking about Pete <laughs> Davidson. I was going to say, I want to see the movie, Congressman <laughs> King. I got to see that so, one. <laughs> if, I went to, if I were to anoint the king of Long Island, it would definitely be Peter yeah. King. Peter, I was going to suggest, if you want to get a crowd, rather than you singing karaoke, bring uh, have, have Pete Davidson bring uh, Kim Kardashian out there. That yeah, can you imagine? Well, Peter has brought Kim, uh, Kim around, and they've, they've bounced around to a number of different uh, local restaurants, so he's really put I don't say put Staten Island on the map, but he's a proud product. We're very close with uh, with him and his family. So, as I say, we're very proud of him on a personal level, what he's been able to achieve. Uh, and now we're trying to do some exciting things for the people of Staten Island. But we also want people uh, to come from around the world. The Staten Island Ferry, historically, is the number two tourist attraction in the city of New York. Millions of people have, have been on the ferry. They come to Staten Island. Too many go back without visiting Staten Island, so we're trying to give them a number of reasons to stick around. And the price today. is right. The price is right on the ferry. And the by the way, that's a right huge draw to have Peter Davidson. And to, I mean, they're, they're like two of the hottest celebrities out there, you know, with Saturday Night Live and Colin Jost and the thought that Kim Kardashian. Um, by the way, as a woman, I want to brag also, too, about Staten Island because, of course, the Ferry Hawks have the first female um this is the first woman on a softball t- on a uh, baseball as, team I forgive think me she's a pitcher she's a pitcher yes and god knows how many strikeouts could you imagine being a, 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 a husky guy and getting struck out by a lady you're 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 gonna have a hard god. time coming home happen. there's a protection and the women are going to be in the audience yelling go, go. Cheer, cheer, strike them out i love this i think this is fantastic she's the first woman right tied to a major league baseball that's actually as john was saying pitching this is cool don't that's going to be another great draw, Vito. I think it's great. You know, John is, is the spiritual leader over there in the studio, and he's always breaking new ground. And this is just one more hurdle that he's jumped over. I think it's wonderful for young women who, who believe that they can be able to play for a baseball team. And, and I hope it works. I hope it's successful, and I hope more young girls or young women step Vito, forward and, and offer to play. We're, we're out of time, uh, and I want to thank you for coming on and giving everybody, uh, all all America, a little bit of what's going on in Staten Island. Keep, keep with it. We're by your side all the time. And I want to thank uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, Peter King, and Chief. Chief Carbonetti. <laughs> Thanks for having uh, me, John. And thank you, Rita, for being here again today. And, so fun. Thank uh, you, John. We all have fun and tell the truth. That's the whole thing. And uh, God bless New York. God bless Staten Island. And God bless America. Thank you so much. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.